A few years ago, one of the kids in my online coaching program said to me, Coach Rebecca, I wish we could just go to a gym and have you as our coach. We would all be so happy and so confident. And that warmed my heart and I was like, oh my gosh, that would be the best. And that comment stuck with me for years. So now I'm going to do something about it. I am inviting gymnasts from all over the country to join me for the first ever Confident Gymnast Camp this August 3rd and 4th. This camp is all about breaking through mental blocks. So if you're struggling with a skill and you want me and my team to help you break through in real time, then check out confidentgymnast.com for details. Hi guys, on today's podcast, I'm going to talk to you about the five keys to overcoming fear. So if your athlete is struggling with fear or mental blocks, these are the five things that they must have in place if they want to have their breakthrough. For the complete step-by-step mental block breakthrough method, if you are ready to overcome those fears for good, build lasting confidence, be sure to check out my free training for gymnastics parents. You can register right now at completeperformancecoaching.com slash free. Here we go. Welcome to the Perform Happy Podcast, where athletes and their support squad come to learn the secret weapon for sports success. I'm your host, Rebecca Smith. First, I was a scaredy cat gymnast, then a coach. Now I'm a sports psychology expert and a parent. Athletes, whether you're feeling stuck or you're having the best season of your life, I'm here to help you reach peak performance and maximum enjoyment. Hey everybody, it's me, Coach Rebecca, and today I'm going to give you the five keys to overcoming fear. And these are five things that over the course of the years, working with a lot of kids who are struggling with fear and mental blocks and their parents, these are the things that you must have. If you don't have these five things, then it's going to be a lot harder for you to work through that mental block or that fear and finally get to the other side. There are kids who stay stuck and you might ask yourself, you know, if your kid has been struggling for a while, even if they haven't, do we have these things in place? Okay. And then if you don't, you'll have kind of your marching orders after this to know what to focus on first. So key number one, optimism. If you are walking around thinking, oh man, I'm just going to lose this skill again. This goes for you too, parents. I get on the Perform Happy members all the time when they're going, how do I know it's going to stick? Or they'll say, she's doing her tumbling again. I hope this lasts. It's like the first thing they say is, hope it doesn't fall apart immediately. And I'm like, stop it. (laughs) Stop waiting for the other shoe to drop. If you're thinking about losing your skill again as the athlete, you're going to create a self-fulfilling prophecy. As a parent, if you're like just bracing yourself for your kid to get disappointed again, then you're going to be weird about it. And you're going to not really want to get excited. And you're not going to behave in such a way as if you knew that your kid is going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They're learning the lesson that they need to learn through this hiccup in life. And you're so proud. So if you can be curious about what's possible, go like, yeah, there's so many, there are unlimited, infinite possibilities of how this situation is going to work out. So be excited, you know, just be optimistic. Kids too, if you're like, I will never get through this, you know, Eeyore is not getting through that mental block anytime soon without going, you know what? I think I can. That's why 
you know, the little train. You've got to be like the little train. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And parents, I think she can. I think she can. I think she can. Okay, number two, desire. Now, this one, this one can be a little confusing because if you want something really badly and you want it more than you want to stay safe, then you will go for it. Let me give you an example of this. There are many kids who struggle with fear in practice, but then they go to competition and magically they can do their skill. Okay. Maybe you're nodding. You're like, yes, that's my kid because they can pull it out under pressure, but they can't do it under normal circumstances. The reason for this is that desire, when it's high enough, when they want it badly enough, they can override the fear. But this can be a little bit problematic sometimes when there are threats or bribes that are kind of forcing a kid to do something that they don't actually feel is safe. They would just rather get hurt than not go for it because they want it so badly. That's not what I'm talking about here. There are two ways to overcome fear, and one of them is desire. It's temporary. So this is that temporary thing that gives you those superpowers at camp when you're doing it in front of an Olympian or when the whole team's playing a game and if you stick this one, everyone gets popsicles or whatever. If that desire is up, you can temporarily prove to yourself, oh my gosh, I can do this, which can be helpful, but often you actually prove to yourself, wow, that was really scary. I don't want to do that anymore. So one of the ways to overcome fear is desire. The other one is confidence. Confidence, lasting confidence is what we teach in the Perform Happy community. But there is something to this desire factor that is actually required. You have to want it. So when I'm on the phone, when I'm doing a free consultation with an athlete and her parent, I typically will say, like, how badly do you want this skill? Because if they're like, eh, I don't really ever want to do a back handspring on a beam ever again. I want to do front handsprings. I want to do aerials. I want to do anything else. I don't ever want to do a back handspring again. If they don't want to do the skill, they're not going to do the skill. The brain is going to choose the path of least resistance. If there's another option and the kid doesn't want it, they're not going to do it. So if then there's this other phenomenon that happens around desire where the kids have been, you know, maybe working on progressions, they've been making some progress, but they're just not, they're not breaking through, they're not breaking through. And then it's spring break. They go to the trampoline park with their friend and they tumble or they're on the grass at school, or they're on the beach, and they're just bust out that backflip that they haven't done in months because they just sort of felt like they wanted to. Like, oh, I kind of want to try it. There's no pressure. The stakes are low. They're just like, oh, I wonder if I could do this. I want to. It's not the same as I had to because somebody was watching and I wanted to get qualified to regionals and It's not that kind of desire. It was that like they actually legitimately wanted to go for it. So they did. So that's the kind of desire that I'm talking about here is that you have to want it. If you look at a skill and go, this is really scary. I don't want to do it because it's uncomfortable, but I really want to be to the other side of this because I want to be able to connect what's next. I want to go to the next level. That's really exciting to me. It's not for anybody else. It's just for me. So if your kid can say, I want to get through this, then they can get over it. Okay. This The third key that you must have, and this can be sometimes the hardest one, especially for young sweetie pies who don't like to speak, 
The third key is communication. And this communication is critical because nobody knows what's going on in your mind. And if you have been a coach or even parents who've watched your kid kind of melting down out there, not going for their skills, you look at them and you're like, what's going on? Oh my gosh, why is this happening? And then the coach will be like, what's going on? Are you okay? And the kid's like, I don't even know. And they they can't explain what's going on. So there has to be some practice. This is actually something we teach in the very first challenge of our eight-week challenge sequence in Perform Happy for the kids. We teach them exactly how to talk to their coach and what to say. Because if you don't communicate with your coach, your coach can't help you. I used to communicate through crying. I would stand up on the beam, try to talk myself into going, try to force it, couldn't go, felt really bad about myself, and I cried. And then the coach would come up and be like, what's going on? Are you okay? And I'd be like, I'm not okay. I don't know. I don't know. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. So when you can figure out what do I need and how do I ask for it, that will change everything. Okay. Number four, trust. And this trust, it's a big one. This is a big one because ideally, you're in a scenario where you trust your parent. Your parent is not hounding you all the time. Your parent is a soft place to land at the end of a hard day. They are a neutral sounding board. They believe in you. They believe you. They validate your feelings. So that's what we're working on in the Proform Happy community too, is helping parents to learn how to create an environment of trust so that the kid can really get out of their comfort zone in practice and then come home and fall apart. It's so important. Also, there's got to be trust with the coach. If the coach has done things like, I'm going to spot you and then take their hand away and don't spot you, that breaks trust. If a coach yells at you, if a coach says something negative or mean, that breaks trust. And it's really hard for an athlete to trust themselves if they don't trust their parent or they don't trust their coach to really give them what they need when they're struggling. So ultimately, what we teach in Perform Happy is how to go through the mental block breakthrough method. And the third piece, the final piece of it is trust. And we teach exactly how to trust yourself. So you have to slowly over time, build that trust muscle, build those relationships, build that support squad that will allow you to not just talk yourself into the skill, but to actually get up, take a breath and go. I just read a win in the community that said, but she's like, oh, my daughter just randomly said, I got my cast flyaway back. Like it was nothing. This kid had been blocked on it all season, didn't go for it. And then she just texts her mom, got it. And the coach then told her that the biggest thing about it was that her friend had a big old crash. She was fine, but it was like a scary crash right before her. And this this athlete who had been scared previously was able to shake it off, get up, and do her skill. So that's trust, is that even if things are going a little sideways in the environment, your inner environment is so prepared that you totally trust yourself. Okay, the fifth key is patience. And I look at it like this. When you are coming back from a mental block, it's similar to you coming back from an injury. And it's also similar to you learning a brand new skill. And this can be really confusing for athletes because they're like, well, I already did this skill. I already won the state meet with this skill. So if I'm not doing the skill, I'm failing. And I'm like, no, no, 
Whatever you're doing today with your current mind, your current brain level of activation, your current body, you might have gotten taller, your current stress level, your current level of nutrition and sleep and distractions, the person that is you today has never done the skill before. You haven't done it yet. So you, if you can go in and be really patient with yourself and act as if it's like a skill that you've never done. So I talk to kids like this all the time where I'm like, okay, if you had never done this skill before, and this was the first time you ever did it with a mat and a spot, would you be pumped about it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I finally did it. I did it on the high beam. Yeah, I had a spot and mats, but who cares? It's a new skill. This is so exciting. So if you can get patient with the process of rebuilding and be excited you're learning something brand new. There's another good example of one of the girls in Perform Happy. She worked through a mental block on her back handspring, and then her coach switched her hand placement and switched the legs. So she was doing her back handspring on her non-dominant leg, and then it was causing problems with the rest of her routine. So she had her switch to doing the back handspring on the proper leg. So she literally was learning a brand new skill. She had never done a right leg back handspring before, or only left or vice versa. So if you can think of it like that and go, wow, I've never done this skill before. And this is what I'm doing today. How exciting. Then you can be more patient with yourself. Because if you're thinking that you should have been doing it yesterday, you're not going to be patient. If you're excited that you're moving forward, that can help with patience. And patience is critical because it takes time to build lasting confidence. Anything that's like a quick fix for a mental block is missing the point and is probably not solving the problem. That's my word of caution there. So if you want to learn the entire three-step mental block breakthrough method, if you haven't already, check out my free training for sport parents. It's specifically to gymnastics parents, but figure skating parents, diving parents, anyone else who's got a kid with a mental block can definitely benefit. The link to sign up for that free training is completeperformancecoaching.com slash free. I hope that you will join me. Learn the exact step-by-step method to break through a fear. We've done it. We do it every day. We do it over and over. We have a really great handle on this. I hope you'll join me and I'll see you around soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Perform Happy Podcast. If you're ready to unlock your maximum sport potential, head over to performhappy.com and join us. You'll be training alongside world champion athletes and Olympic hopefuls. And I will personally take you through my research-based system for overcoming fear and mental blocks, building confidence, and finding your flow. I'm Coach Rebecca Smith, and I'll see you next time.